1: sent off your first three months
0: now here's your host of the fight podcast sergio vicente what up what up what up what up welcome back welcome back Welcome back to the Fight Podcast. I'm your host, Serge Vicente. And yes, we are back with another great episode for you guys. Um, Before I get to that, remember, the Fight Podcast is brought to you each and every week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Remember to follow the Fight Podcast on all social media platforms, at the fire podcast and follow me at serge vicente support the show check us out on the website thefirepodcast.com subscribe listen rate and share we are currently on itunes soundcloud spotify stitcher and pretty much everywhere you listen to your podcasts all right um yo welcome to episode 80 Welcome to episode 80 of the Fire Podcast. Um, We have a great show for you guys today. Today, uh, Brandon Camille is back. And uh, he and I have another great conversation, man. Another great debate, uh, we'll say, um, about boxing. Uh, I I had a couple couple different topics, man, that we got into. And I'm not going to stunt. Yo, it got heated at times. But it's all in good fun, man. Uh, Brandon's great. And... um, Yo, enjoy this episode um of Boxing News with me. And oh, don't get it twisted. We do dabble in a little bit of MMA as well, but uh have a have fun with this episode. I know I did. Yo yo. Serge, what is good? Doing well, Bree. What's going on with it today, bro?
1: Hey man, it's been a, a tough week, tough few weeks actually. Ooh. Uh feeling like Tyson Fury in a deck. Uh <laughs> But I got to get my ass up and uh, keep moving. So, you know, keep pushing forward. That's how it's been. But I'm happy to be here today. Happy, happy you having me back. And uh, last episode didn't get posted. So um, we had some technical difficulties there, right?
0: We did, man. We did. But it is all good. We figured it out. We just got to make sure we don't talk so long. That's what uh, happened last time, man. After it hits that hour mark, man, the thing just doesn't want to work anymore. That, at least that's what the, the the people told me.
1: Things getting shaky after an hour. All right, you gonna have to reel me in. I I'll, got I'll, you. Let, I'll, I'll let you keep track of time a little bit more. <laughs> but I appreciate I appreciate you having me back. I've really
0: enjoying doing this. Oh, absolutely, man. No, dude, I'm glad you've been here, bro. It's been it's been dope. Uh, but man, with the, all that being said, man, it, it's it's time to get into it, and, and as we know, we only got an hour, <laughs> dude. We only got an hour, but more importantly, man, yeah, I mean, there's always news, man. There's always news that's been going on, um, and uh, yo, this week is another one.
1: Wait, before before we get in, before we get into that, I just want to say that on the last podcast that didn't get posted before you persuaded me to go otherwise, <laughs> I. Picked. Uh, I had the right pick over you on my first MMA pick. Which one? I picked uh, uh, Adesanya to win by decision, and you said he would get knocked out in the first round. I let you convince wait, me. Wait, I said, so I said I said Anderson would get knocked out. No, I said Adesanya would win by decision, and you just, yeah, you said Anderson would get knocked out probably yeah. first or second round.
0: Yeah, and so did everybody else. And honestly, you know what? I give it to you. That's fantastic. I'm I'm glad you you felt like you. I mean, you got it. Um, I think Adesanya absolutely gave him. If that fight actually lasted five rounds, if they give it a five-round decision, he would have finished Anderson. And he had opportunities throughout the fight. Um, I've actually watched it three times now. It's nowhere near as close as I thought it was originally. Um Honestly, I didn't think it was that close when I first saw it, uh, uh, minus the second round. But the way it was going after that, on that third round, I mean, just think about this. That last round, he was outstruck. Anderson was outstruck 26 to 5 in that last round. Adesanya started cooking, you know, and uh, I think the biggest thing, I mean, look, he, that's some that the the guy he respected the most, the guy that he really, you know, admired and, and somewhat developed his game around. I get it. And Dana White, I,
1: I know Dana White and Adesanya had a, a bit of a text exchange before the fight um, where Dana was just like, hey, like, I can't ask Anderson to do that. Because the idea yeah. was brought up to make it a five round fight once they put it uh, put it as the main event. Unfortunately, what happened to Robert Whitaker there? He couldn't go. So they made the main event. And typically they don't have those three round main events. Never. So well, I it's know that a long they spoke time. About it's it. been
0: a couple years now.
1: But I don't think Dana ever even went to Silver. He just I, he was like, I can't ask him to do that. And at that age, you really can't if you didn't come in uh, prepared. But that would have been fucking dope.
0: Look, I, I would have loved. I really would have loved to see five rounds, especially. But you know what? Um, and and I said this on one of my, my last episodes, but it was the best case scenario. It, it's the it's we got an opportunity to see legitimate passing of the torch. And not only do we see a legitimate passing of the torch, we did not have to see our hero, our legend, go out in the shield. Because if it did last longer, we would have witnessed that. And it was beautiful to see, because afterwards we were able to look at it and say, oh man, look, he's still got some minimum, he's still things, but, and think about this. This is the first time in Anderson's career that he's had, his face has been busted up like that.
1: Yeah. Um, he doesn't fight that many. He's actually never fought a striker that could really outstrike him. Um, so I mean I think for the rest of his career, whether it's one fight, whether it's a couple fights, just don't put him up against any wrestlers, and you can still squeeze Anderson Silva for a little bit more mm-hmm. and give him the send off that he deserves without yeah. seeing him get knocked into oblivion. But that's right. all I have to say there. I know we got to get into it. It's we all have good. An hour.
0: <laughs> well, I will say this: I um, I agree with you, and uh, actually, what I believe the next uh, fight for Anderson should be, uh, it should be what's going to be May in Curitiba, I believe is um, that's going to be the next time he he's going yeah, that's the fight. The that's card. That's eh, not that. That's not that quick. Um. It, it, so he'll have, you know, in Curitiba, you can have him fight. Um, and I think Uriah Hall would be the like a great matchup. They already had it slated at one point in time. Anderson ended up pulling out. Um, it's another uh, high level striker. Um, it'll be another chess match. And I really believe Anderson gets up for those type of events. Um, he, he hasn't had an opportunity to be excited about anything because all they do is always throw wrestlers at him. So even when he got knocked out, it was just like, ah, it's just another dandy office. This is the first time I've actually seen Anderson in a long time where he actually appeared like he was like, yo, I have to be ready. I don't know what's coming. And um, it, it was really fun to see. But yeah, you're right. They need to do their due diligence and go ahead and, and get my man strictly strikers at this point in time in his career.
1: Absolutely. Because I mean, yeah, he's not getting up for wrestlers. I don't think he'll ever get up for another fight um as much as he got up for this one um for the rest of his career yeah. i mean with uriah hall that's a good fight another high level striker as you mentioned but i mean it's not the next the, the style bender it's not no. the, the next guy in the ufc so yeah. um he'll get up uh, i like him i like his odds to win but uh, if they do make that fight against uriah hall but it, it there's nothing that's ever going to meet the magnitude of what this event
0: was no um no, no. he he would be good if he went ahead and sailed off into the sunset this would be the perfect ending he needs to wrap it up here um i would love to see him not come back at this point in time i wish he just took his gloves off put him in the center of the cage and was like yo this is it but um if he comes back like you said it has to be for a striker And, okay, I I don't see him defeating anybody in the top eight, realistically. That's fair. Yeah, realistically. Uh, But today's the boxing episode, man. So we're going to go ahead and get... get hey, man, but I, I appreciate the MMA knowledge, fam. I, I do.
1: Hey, man, I'm doing what I can doing my research. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm not going to be up here just getting bodied week after week on these <laughs> MMA debates. You know, I can hold my own when it comes to boxing, but like you can, you know, I, I, I listen to your podcast on a regular. I, I know you're very it, knowledgeable. Man. Obviously, you're competing uh, or you've competed in the past, but yeah, I can't be up here just getting bodied in these debates. So <laughs> uh, I got to well, bring look, something to the table.
0: Well, check it out. We're we, we going to find out real quick man and you know what you and i about this first one and i'm gonna let the people know when it happened we were going back and forth for easily an hour and some change through text because of this next fighter man so let me go ahead and bring it up man so After this past weekend's card, Javante Tank Davis got a a victory this past weekend that he completely walked through his opponent. Do you currently believe that Javante Davis, after that quick victory, is ready for Lomachenko? Or has he not proven enough yet? And are you concerned about his weight cutting? I'm going to give you the floor first because... I felt a certain way about this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know you felt (laughs) strong about it. Um, In terms of the weight cut, uh, let's start there. Serge, you my man, but you just got to get the fuck over it. No one is really focused on the weight cut. No one is speaking about it. I know it's been an issue for him. He claims he had a faulty scale in the room, but he missed by 0.2 pounds. He was underweight within 30 minutes he got a first round knockout. Like no one's going to think back in this fight and think of, Oh my gosh, Javante, Javante missed weight. Now, if he could not make weight, if that was an issue, then we're having a different conversation. Right. But, he made weight came to the fight first round knockout similar to what we thought it would be. No, one's talking about that. We, we don't care. I mean, as a fighter, I know that it's going to hit you in the heart a little bit more, but as a, as a fan, as a, uh, as an analyst of the sport, that's just something we got to move past. Cause I mean, he made weight, he, he made weight. That's what it comes down to. So that's my, that th- those are my thoughts on the weight. Um, do you want me to go into the other topics or you want me to give you the floor?
0: You know what man, I go 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 ahead, man. Go go okay. ahead. The floor is okay. yours, man. Go okay. go ahead.
1: All right. So first, what did we learn from Javante Davis? Well, we learned a lot. Of nothing. (laughs) Javante Davis beat somebody he was supposed to beat in the first round. Big fucking surprise. We thought that was going to happen. We knew that was going to happen. I probably picked, uh, I think my pick was five rounds, and I think closer to the fight, I picked three rounds, but... And that's because he's been inactive. He hasn't fought in about nine and a half months, so I thought that he would have wanted the rounds. Turns out, not so much. He wants his quick check. He don't get paid overtime. More power to you. Unfortunately for us, we don't learn much about Javante Davis. All that we really learned... Is that we need to see a step up in competition We need to see it badly And as fans, yes, you know We like Javante Davis, we love the power But he has no one on his resume I would like to I wrote some names down That I'd like to see him against Okay. Um, I think Robert Easter I think we mentioned that before That's a good, good opponent for him Miguel Burchelt Another title holder in his division Okay Tevin Farmer They've been going back and forth on social media. That's a, that's a fight that has to happen at one point or another. I mean, they just have to make it happen. They've been on, on video. They've been beefing for a while. Make the fight. Um, last but not least, I know you're really going to like this. Teofimo Lopez. He needs to fight somebody that's a legitimate threat to him. Lopez has that power. Um, he has that charisma that's going to build the fight. We both know that fight's not going to happen for a very long time, if it happens at all. But because we're here in the podcast and we get to live a little bit in fantasy land, that's the that would be a great fucking fight. I would love to see that. Okay. Um, so th- those are my potential opponents. Last but not least, I personally don't think that he's ready for Lomachenko. Um, whether he fights Lomachenko at 135 or 130, I think 135 probably you give, uh, you give a bit of... I don't think it favors Javante Davis more, but that weight, I think favors him a little, a little bit more, even though I still think Lomachenko wins. But, I just don't think he's ready for Lomachenko. Lomachenko is really on another level what he's doing. I don't think he looked as great against Pedraza because he was coming back from surgery. That was his first fight back. Shake off that ring rust and still a pretty dominant performance. Now, he didn't knock out Pedraza. He's just not that type of fighter. That doesn't mean he's not going to dominate you and really take away all your best, best strengths, sit you down on the bench after Eight rounds and say, "Hey, I quit," because uh, Javante Davis is a bully. We, ha- we we've seen what happens when the bully gets bullied. Now, Javante Davis has also been through a lot of adversity in, in in his life. He's been through a lot coming from from Baltimore. He wants that Lomachenko fight. I honestly think, in my heart, that he wants it, but his promoters are not. They're just not going to let that happen right now. Um, and as we as we see Javante Davis more and more, we see Javante Davis talk speak less and less. I think. I think that's a bit strategic. Maybe Floyd's trying to take some of the attention off of his speech, and Floyd's taking a lot of a lot of that time for himself. But I mean, you see Floyd deflecting the whole uh, the Lomachenko questions. He's he's talking about, oh,
0: Lomachenko's so yo, old. I'll not like, not, ahead, to, not to cut you off, actually. No, go ahead. I'm to, to cut you off. Uh, <laughs> yo. <laughs> The reason Floyd Mayweather speaks more than Javante Davis is because he finally has somebody that he actually speaks better than, okay? That's the reason you have it. But come on, man, I could barely understand what the hell's going on there. Um, if we're talking about is he ready for Lomachenko, I completely agree with you. Hell no um it, it's it's there they're two completely different skill levels and think about the time in in i mean davis is what 21 to zero now with 20 ko's it's something like that I don't have the of his first fight ever was against a higher caliber opponent than anybody on gervonta davis's record facts his first fight ever as a professional was a far better uh, competitor. So for anybody sitting there saying that, oh man, Tank is the man. Tank can knock him out. Look, I don't think Tank can do jack until I actually see him fight somebody that's worthy. This guy bumped up two weight classes to fight him after he just fought three weeks ago. Don't, don't blame him for that. Don't blame him for that. I'm not saying that's why he beat him, but I say I. Be, I mean, this is a guy who he again he should be. He's a tough guy, but two weight classes especially when you weigh that little is a lot of weight you know so that wasn't going to be a fight as it is um i agree with you in terms of we got tevin farmer i absolutely think that fight needs to happen um if you they want, got promoter issues though that's fine i understand that but again we live in fantasy land i'm saying what should and what we would like to see happen so obviously tevin farmer is the man right I I I would like to see that, yo. You had it on the head, Robert Easter. Robert Easter is another dude that honestly, he's coming off of a loss. He is a step up in competition, and it would be good for both guys. If you really think about it, if Robert Easter wins, he can say, "Yo, that last lock loss against Mikey was a fluke. I don't even worry about it. I'm the man now. I'm here. Look what I just did to this dude." Huge if. If, but it, it's, and, and on the other foot though, you're right. But on the other foot, we turn around, we can actually look at uh, Davis. If he runs through Robert Easter, then he can legitimately say, Look, this somebody is somebody you guys actually believe is quality. I just, I just dusted him now. I'm ready for the big time. Um, but you hit man, the one I want to see more than any of them is Teofimo Lopez. I think that is the best fight for both fighters right now um, it, it's great for Teofimo he wants a title um, he deserves a title he's skilled enough for it and both of them need another name on their record and, and realistically it'll be great for both of them now the weight cutting and everything else i am be honest with you man yes it was only .2 pounds but this is also the third time in four fights that this has happened to him um when I see that I uh, first thing that comes to mind is that when you have discipline issues, and not only do you have discipline issues, that you have trash people around you. Because after that happens, once something has to change. So he still hangs out with Broner, he still hangs out with other, other people, and obviously, if even if he missed weight by this much, yo, this is his job. Everybody looks at it and wants to say, Yo, man, this guy's he's young, he'll get over it you have 21 professional fights this is what you do there's no excuse i don't care if his point whatever you're supposed to come in under or at yes he made it but again and did it affect him no you're right it was only a couple pounds he made it quickly but i still when i look at it and i look at the totality of it it's negative it's negative because of what it shows me more about him It shows me he doesn't take his craft as seriously as he's letting on. And that's the biggest issue I have with it, man. So all in all, look, I, I cannot favor him in any of the fights that we actually just named. Only one that I could favor him in right now would be Robert Easter.
1: Now, listen, I mean, would, I, I said Miguel Bertrell. I'd favor him in that fight as well. I'd also favor him in the Tevin Farmer fight to Fimo Lopez. I'd probably favor him in that fight as well because Javante Davis has done everything correct in the ring. He passes the eye test. He obviously has power. We don't really know about his defense because no one really has the power to intimidate him um, to put him on the back foot yet. So yep. I'd like to see how he fights fighting backwards, uh, backwards. I'd like to see him take some punches. We have no idea what his chin looks like.
0: Hands, complete hands.
1: It, I mean, you, you you actually know who's next up for Javante Davis? Who? Um, your boy from Rising. He's up. He's in May. Oh, that's a real. That, that's God. a real are thing. You, that's that's are a real you thing. You talking
0: about the kickboxer again?
1: Um, what is his, what is his name? I, I just had it on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, What's saying that that Mayweather fought.
0: I hope See, I, I, that's a joke. That's, like, no, it's I, not. I, I it's hope a it's, that, a, it's a real right. thing. That's and from what I from what
1: I'm ridiculous. from what I'm hearing, it's a it's a real thing. Um, what's his name?
0: Tension Makasawa. Um,
1: ten, yes, tension. So that is a real thing. It's stupid as hell. Um, uh, what I think what I think is going on, on is uh, Floyd Mayweather and Leonard L. B, Floyd has done a lot of seemingly dumb things he's um, a fool we'll get we'll get into it later but you cannot take away from him that as a businessman he's
0: made Nobody the right moves now dumb. he's made some yes.
1: he's made a lot of he's done a lot of things that people have criticized him all for right, we, we got to move take, on
0: from this topic so but
1: okay all right all right Um uh, side one thing i wanted to mention before we go i did not realize going into the fight that he left kevin cunningham uh he went back to his trainer in baltimore i mm-hmm. thought that was uh i thought that was interesting because i thought he looked really good under kevin Han- cunningham but that's my last thing there
0: yeah well just to to put a bow tie on it with um i, I think that shows something also i mean i don't i don't know man i'm the things that i am seeing if we, even if we are the tension nakasawa also like all these are knocks in my opinion I he's missing weight, he's flipping trainers. He just something's not right there and I think he needs better leadership.
1: I think we will see him grow up a little bit. He did have a daughter last year, I believe, or he had a, he had a child. I don't know if it was a, a daughter. I believe it was, but we could see him start to grow up these next few years we'll, with father. We'll see.
0: We'll see. And if he does i hey, I'll be, I'll be on the bandwagon, but until then we'll find out, but check it out. This week was actually the anniversary of Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson. Um, And it was, as we do at the time, one of the biggest upsets in history. Um, This past weekend, there was also a huge boxing upset. The champ champ at the time, Alberto Machado, was defeated by Cancio, um, who has an amazing story in his own right. With Machado losing this weekend, um, will this derail, in your opinion, his career path? Or can he get back on track um, and get back with the super dog of the super featherweight division? Um, or do you feel like it was more so? And I'm all over the place with this one. Dang. Uh, or, or was this more of a Buster Douglas style upset, like a one time thing? And uh, look, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I, i more than anything else. I think this was a rocky story come to fruition. You know, for, um, for for Cancio. He's somebody who. I'm not going to call him a journeyman, but he's somebody who works a regular job. He works a 9 to 5 Dude does construction, and he works at, like, a gas station he didn't want to fight anymore his family had to convince him to go in there and do his thing so he he, he felt even when he got dropped in the first round he said yo it was my family and then we we're like yo we're not done yet we're gonna i'm doing this for my family and like a buster douglas who did it for we had his specific reasons and his family and everything involved you have to like i i see this being more of a blip than anything else um when i, and look that, at,
1: that, so, I, I think that that's something that we really need to recognize like that's an amazing story he literally has a full-time job there's times where he's so exhausted from his job that he cannot spar that night like it's a really amazing story he is now champion something he fully deserves but before we really get into Machado I just wanted to take a second to acknowledge um, his effort and what he overcame in that match
0: he, he, a lot dude he looked good doing it man like I was really happy and here's the thing I'm a Machado fan you know I, I really like Machado um, and I do believe that this for him it's just d- d- look I think it might be good for him to take a L young dude you know doesn't have 25 fights on his resume, trains with a great uh, trainer, um, and he has a great promoter behind him who really cares about his development in Miguel Cotto. And you have, you know, Freddie Roach in his corner. And look, even afterwards on Instagram, Machado put up a post afterwards, and, um, and Freddie Roach says, I can't wait till you come back home, son right? And you can see it's like, yo, this is a, like, he's going to be completely fine, and this might even light more of a fire under his butt because he hasn't looked great in his last couple outings. He, I don't know if he Mach- got Mach- Machado? He, he's had a couple of rough ones, even though he's ran through some people, but he hasn't looked as good as he can or he has in the past so i would like like i said i think this is something that's good for him i think yo he's gonna take this one on the chin or to the body in this regard those are things that he can go ahead and 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 you know change up he can fix um i don't see this being a big deal he has a lot of the still guys in his division that he can go ahead and compete against i mean it, it's a deep division i mean eventually now i am be honest with you I'd pick Tank Davis over him right now, just the Styles matchup, you know? And if Tank saw that, I-, I wonder how Machado would do to the body against somebody like that, but would he also rise to the occasion? And we also have to look at it like this, did Machado not take his opponent seriously? If, and if that is the case, good thing this happened to him because now we know it won't happen again. So, I'm not mad for either guy. I'm really, really, really happy for Cancio. This is such an amazing story. Um, but yeah, I think this is more so one of your uh, one time, you know, Rocky Buster Douglas type deals.
1: Yes, I think anybody at the top of the at the top of that one thirty division can probably take Cancio, but he deserved his moment. He deserved the spotlight. Hundred um, percent. In terms of Machado, he mentioned that he felt weak. He didn't like the cut, and mm. even he he. I believe he has a rematch clause in his contract. He, I don't even know if he wants to uh utilize that clause because he mentioned the cut was so bad and he don't know if he he doesn't know if he wants to go back to 130 again Mm -hmm. so if he comes to goes to 130 it'll be that rematch but that's his last fight at 130 he's going up to 135 at 510 he's going to have the range to honestly go up to 147 510 is a a pretty good height um, for for that weight class so he has a he has a lot of things that he can do and he looked a little bit flat the punches that he was landing weren't having the effect that they should have Mm -hmm. the way he landed that punch in in, in the first la- uh first round uh Cancio was hunched over a, a little bit yeah. probably just caught him, caught him off guard but th- his punches weren't having the effect that they uh, that they should have didn't have the same and Can- pop to him. And, and Cancio's punches were really affecting him you mm-hmm. could see from even from the first round after mm-hmm. he got knocked down the punches that he were land was landing did have an effect so i mean I do think he, he was drained from the weight cut. I believe that statement. Um, I believe he can revive his career at anywhere from 135 to 147. And he still has a bright future. If he yeah. wins a few fights, he's right right back in the mix. And there's a lot of people at that 135 through, uh, through 147 range. So he'll get another high-level fight. Whether he's able to step uh, step up, because he really hasn't beat anyone uh, of the top-tier caliber. Mm-hmm. So whether he's ready to step up when that next opportunity comes, because I do believe it will come for him, that's going to be up to him. We yeah. don't know with such a such a young fighter, but the opportunities will be there. And I'm I like Machado. I was at his last his last fight before this one. He looked good, and I think he has has a bright future. He just needs to dedicate himself.
0: Yeah. I um, Look, man, weight cutting is no joke. And honestly, a lot of times when you, if you've had a hard weight cut, you tend to be weak to the body. You tend to be weak to the chin. It, it's just what it is. And um, and when he was getting hit, honestly, some of those shots were, didn't seem like the hardest shots in the world. They really were really affecting him. So, um, look, I think this shows, honestly, more than anything else it's one of those things with boxing that drives me crazy it's the um unwillingness to give people quality opponents earlier in their career everybody wants to get 25 fights before you start fighting actual people and um and i and i hate seeing these padded records if machado wasn't isn't as good as we think he is I would I would have liked to know earlier. Not saying that he's not, but that's the same thing again with all these guys. You look at it and I'm like, yo, it makes zero sense why um, they're not fighting. In my opinion, people from the jump. I hate padded records, and I hate that these fighters protect their O so much. Yo, a loss is a loss. Everybody takes an L, whatever, man. Take an L, move on. You know what I'm saying? Like it's cool. You learn from those losses
1: yeah the russians are going away from that blueprint uh, blueprint obviously you got lomachenko you got a few guys at one, uh, 175
0: all right all right so check it out we had some technical difficulties for a second um but look we went back uh we got them fixed really quick and uh we're gonna jump right back into that episode but before we get into that remember the fight podcast is brought to you by sage eats Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at sageeatschicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Uh, follow the five podcast on all social media platforms at the Fire podcast and follow me at Serge Vicente. Support the show. Check us out on the website, thefiipodcast.com. Subscribe, listen, rate, share. We are everywhere you listen to podcasts, so let people know. And all right, uh with that being said, going to jump right back into the convo with myself and Brandon Camille on episode 80 of the Fire Podcast. All right? Yes sir, there we go. We back. We back in action. Sorry for those technical difficulties, folks. You know, happens to the best of us.
1: So let's start at the top uh with the Ericson Lubin
0: cool man so look the, the question for those just in case uh they didn't hear it but look erickson lubin is back in a big way he just had a stoppage victory over ishe smith super vet who has actually never been stopped before in his career do you believe that erickson is the real deal and is he is he ready for the top guys in his division um b go ahead man i'm gonna throw it to you first
1: Yeah. I need to see a little bit more from Erickson Lubin. Uh, I just do. He's only had two fights since that vicious first-round KO. And the first fight back, he did get buzzed by... A nobody, essentially. So I think Lubin looked great, and we shouldn't take anything away from him. But I do think Smith looked worse uh, rather than Lubin looking good. Uh, You know, age is just undefeated. That's for everybody. And Smith Smith ran into that monster. And it just wasn't there for him that night. Uh, he, the shots that he was going d- down from, and I'm not in the ring, obviously, but they just didn't even look that hard to really put a fighter that's never been stopped uh, just down like that. And he just could not get it together after that point. Being the first guy to stop him, is, is that's something to hang your hat on, and that's something that he should use in terms of promoting himself moving forward. But I do think he needs to be a little bit more active if he wants to get in the ring with some of those top guys and really make a name for himself. Now, he's a young kid, so. He does have some time, but with the trajectory that he was on before the Charlo fight, I'd like to see him get back there. Now, I'm going to say this. I don't think Lubin is the real deal. He has great power, but he has been exposed for some chin issues. And at the top level, those are going to that's going to show a lot more because he will take some hits against top level competition. Everybody does. He looked great this pa- past weekend. And like I said, I want to see him back. A few ideal opponents. Just looking at the rankings, someone just a little bit higher from him, than him at 154. We have Inu, Inoue, the guy that uh, just uh, fought with uh, Mungia. that right. guy. right? Uh, Julian Williams, who I believe has a fight date against Jared, Jared Hurd right now. But that's someone I'd like to see him again uh, against because I do believe he loses that fight against Jared Hurd. Silek, uh a former Daniel Jacobs victim. And like, to see him, uh, against him, and I think an awesome fight for him. Maybe he takes one of those fights, and then a fight with Kell Brook, because I really don't know where Kell Brook is at uh, at this point in his career. And I think that's a good fight to build. We, you know, you really build Kell Brook as the older guy on his way out. You build Lubin as the up and uh, Lubin as the up and coming guy. I think you can you can make a good story out of that, and that makes for a good fight. Currently. I like Kell Kel Brook in that fight, but it's not a fight that I'd be surprised if uh, Lubin wins. I just need to see a little bit more from him before I say that he's the next big thing in boxing.
0: Uh, look, man, um, I'd hate to agree with you again, man, but I do. Um, it, it's. Uh, I think Erickson Lubin is very talented. I think he's very skillful. I don't think he can beat anybody in the top, in the top of his weight class. I don't see it happening. I don't even see it happening with time. Um, he might possibly run that weight class when all of them move up to just middleweight. But aside from that, I mean, I, I don't see it happening now. I'm with you. I, I think the fights that I already I wrote down that I would want to see. I want to see him against Kell Brook. I think that would be a really entertaining matchup. I think it's a, a great measuring stick. If you can get past Kell Brook, yes, then we can sit there and bless you with the top guys. Not saying that I want to put Kell Brook as like this gatekeeper, but he's kind of that's where he is in his career at this point in time, unfortunately for him. Um, I don't. But like you're right. I don't know if he killed up getting past him. Um, I'd also which honestly would be a I think a better fight for Erickson Lubin because he's not going to take the same type of damage i want to i'd like to see him fight austin trout you put him in there with austin trout he's not going to take the damage that he can possibly take with the Brook, and he's going to get rounds in he has an opportunity to look good against uh austin trout and it's a he's a tough grizzle vet now those are two guys if you can get past them and do it impressively then yes, he, he's ready for um for the top dogs. But if he fights them, what also can end up happening is that he can prove that he's not the real deal. And that's what's so dangerous about those two opponents, in my opinion.
1: Austin Trout is, uh, uh, yes, that's a good name. I don't know mm-hmm. why that wasn't on my list. I remember thinking of him. But yeah, Austin Trout, that's that, that's that's a name I'd like to add to my list as well. I think between Selecky Inouye and Julie, Julian Williams and Austin Trout, if he can tackle one of those guys then i think it makes a, a lot better a lot more sense for him to make a match with Kel Brook. now with lubin he has been slightly inactive since that first round ko yeah. understandable your first loss and it happened in vicious fashion um so i'd like to i'd like to see a little bit more activity so i'd like to see him get get back in the ring here pretty quickly and right. then you can set up a bigger fight with, for him uh towards the end of the year in q4
0: I can see that. No, that'd be good. No, that'd be good, man. Um, but really impressive victory. Um, I'm be honest with you. I didn't see it happening like that. When I saw the fight, I thought he I had him picked to win, but not that way. It was crazy when I was watching him just run through this dude. Um Smith, Smith looked washed. Oh, he, he looked, looked so washed. washed. He didn't look as in shape as he usually does. And and again, we can definitely say that I don't I, I don't want to take away from Lubin's victory, but he did look washed. He really did, man. All right. Um, he called
1: he called it a he called it a career after the fight though
0: good for him because he know he knew and if he if he calls a career directly after the fight he wasn't in it anyways
1: and um, one thing we recently missed is uh right around that no it's a little bit higher but george groves had called it a career and i totally had missed that
0: i did too i did yeah, too he, I, he missed called that. It, I
1: didn't even know that yeah he called it a career um and then i think right after he called it a career he him and carl frotch went out went at it on twitter or something like that
0: that's hilarious um, or at Karl least was one of my favorites man that dude's hilarious
1: yeah uh Andre Ward takes issue with him, so I take issue with them because <laughs> in my that's eyes, good. Andre Ward can do no wrong.
0: Andre Ward um, can't do no wrong, man. That's that's the dude, man. I, I mess with him, man. But, but I mean, to so, not
1: to knock George Groves out, uh, I don't know if that if that was that Wembley or the O two, but I mean, two amazing knockouts yeah. you know, in fights that he was losing. Yeah. Uh, but that's a whole another conversation for another
0: day. Hey, man, you see your you see your boy. Uh, eubanks jr hitting the pads real smooth man <laughs> speaking of the uk is, is that this weekend uh i think it's next weekend okay yeah yeah i'm pretty sure it's like next week or, or like a cook because it was their media day so i know you usually got a week or two before that happens um, oh
1: yeah wait he's supposed to fight george groves wasn't he no 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 Who, who's he who's he fighting
0: um I'll tell you right now. Uh, someone yeah. notable. Yeah. Yeah. Give me one second. I'll pull it up. I was just looking at that weight class. Eubanks is about to fight. Oh, James DeGala. Yes. Yeah. James yeah. DeGale. Yep. Yep. That's going to lo- be. Um, and I
1: and I think he loses.
0: I don't know, man. I mean, look, it, it, it should be a good fight. We'll talk about that fight more when it gets there. We'll talk about that fight more when he gets here. Um, So next, that means next week we'll break it down. Uh, All right. So speaking of (laughs) potential matchups and people talking crazy, there are rumors circulating that one time Keith Thurman he wants to continue his comeback tour by fighting Adrian the Problem Broner. So the question I'm posing is, do I do we believe this is a good idea for either man? And check this out. I,
1: it's your turn to go first.
0: Man, this is terrible for both men. Like, first and foremost, what benefits does Keith Thurman get from fighting Adrian Broner? At this point in time, if he goes out there and fights Adrian Broner, he's definitely gonna get pretty much labeled by everybody that he's afraid of all the top guys in the division. People were already saying that he doesn't wanna fight. He's been ducking and dodging Errol Spence. People said that he doesn't want that rematch, rematch with Danny. And if he goes out here and fights somebody who's, let's be honest, his best weight class is at 140, Who's who's been losing over yeah, man, and over Maybe one thirty-five. Possibly, exactly. So now he's and he's the one who's calling out Adrian Broner. So for me, I don't see how this benefits him. How does this benefit you? So and again, in the also like I said, in the quarter public opinion, right? People are gonna look at you like a lame, like bro. Out of everybody you could have fought, this is the guy you're calling out. So, again, especially after fighting Cito Lopez, I mean, people are going to be like, this guy doesn't want anything. And for Adrian Broner, for Adrian Broner, I guess it's a plus. I give it, call it a plus, I guess, for Broner, I think about it. What, if he beats him, people actually look at him with some legitimacy again, right? But let's be honest, what makes me think Adrian Broner... At that weight class, is gonna throw punches. He doesn't throw punches unless he's at one hundred and forty to one hundred thirty-five pounds. That's the only time he actually throws punches.
1: Uh, I, dis- I I disagree. I think he'll throw pu- punches. He just needs a stationary target. But I mean, I- I'm still al- aligned with your thinking there. I've mentioned it before here, and I'll mention it again. A B is a he's a lick. Y'all y'all
0: try hit the bank. Go Let's fight A B ap when they talk about all about a- those bill all about them billions they talking about all the billions they're making off of his goofy ass yeah, he making money too he
1: making money too he, he someone's cutting him a check and catching and, concussions you know the and world. they know they know what he brings to the table yeah so they're going to pay him it's not like he's going to get a crazy split you're not come, going to fight adrian bronner and saying and, and say, adrian bronner and saying oh i want 70 30
0: split mm-hmm.
1: maybe 60 40 but, but they're not getting, really they're not getting too crazy that
0: anybody at this point in time. Look, we've been fooled by- Adrian Broner, how many and we will times be now? Again, do you me. really believe so? Do you yes, think there's a he- the, Like, I mean, again, especially after this last fight, and I think people actually for the first time are looking at it and saying, "Yo, you just got whooped by an old man who hasn't been himself." in years and you and he didn't and and then after the fight you made a fool of yourself by going out there and saying that you believed you won the fight so not only am i concerned well first of all why would they do that i'm concerned about your health because obviously you've been hit so many times that you do you are out of touch with reality why would anybody i don't see anybody making that deal happen i don't
1: Adrian Bronner, he's one of those figures that does trans, trans, transcend boxing a little bit. Right, Floyd right. gave him that that rub. He was supposed to be the next Floyd Mayweather. So a lot of casual boxing fans or people who aren't really boxing fans know who Adrian Bronner is. He's going to be able to sell a fight. That's <sighs> just what it is. That's what Adrian Bronner, Bronner does. He is about billions because someone has to cut him that check. He's making money off of these fights. Now, with Keith Thurman on the comeback trail, if he can fight Adrian Broner and somebody else this year, and a, a Pacquiao and a Sean or a Sean Porter this year, then no one's looking at Keith Thurman. This is a great fight for Keith Thurman, who looked questionable against Josecito Lopez w- by getting rocked in the seventh round. So if a, if Keith Thurman wants to get back in the ring, he doesn't want to take too much of a risk. Risk, but get another name on his resume. I like him against Adrian Broner, but he can't kill us with this inactivity. He has to fight Adrian Broner quickly and move on. So maybe you fight Adrian Broner this summer, and then by the end of the year, you're having another fight. But Keith Thurman, I think he wants to fight twice a year. So if he does fight Adrian Broner, it's going to be the end of the year. And I do. Honestly, believe he wants that Pacquiao fight, but I honestly believe that Pacquiao wants that Mayweather fight. And I've even seen reports coming out that said if he doesn't get that Mayweather fight, that he may consider retirement. So we ha- we have to just look at it, we have to look at it holistically. Now, from the A B perspective, I've said th- I-, I said this last time. I think he needs to fight someone ranked in the bottom half of the t- uh, top ten of welterweights. Now, I just heard something, and I was like, wow. That's a great idea. I have a fight for Adrian Bronner. You get him back against one of those guys ranked in the lower top 10 at the welterweight division. Um, And this guy, who's also on a comeback trail, uh, you get him in against a nobody. Have him beat that guy. And then this will be a nice, uh, a, a big fight that you can make that... Adrian Bronner might even get up for it. Maybe he doesn't, but he might get up for it. But it's a story that you can tell. And it's a story that you can fucking sell. Any idea who I'm talking about? No idea. A guy in a come- comeback trail that we would love to see against Adrian Bronner again. Again? Again. Oh,
0: you talking about my Hey,
1: they can sell it. They look, can sell it. look!
0: Look! It, yes. If he, if yes, he, if they he can. can. Make
1: welterweight. If he can make welterweight, because mcdonough was huge. Yeah, he, he, was, he did what he... you're supposed to do after a Floyd fight. He took his money, went to Argentina, and got fat as
0: fuck. Look, man. Um, you're right. Um, and I'm sure that'd be good for him. But I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't care about Adrian Broner. I don't. He's. Are I mean, he's lost all of his luster to me. Um, are you gonna miss his fights? No when's the last time you've enjoyed an Adrian Broner fight? But Realistically. Are you, gonna, are you going to miss it? No, I'm not. No, let's, let's I, I, I don't miss the, the build-up for it. I don't miss anything. because No, no, Adrian, no, no. no.
1: That's not what I meant. I'm not to saying. are you going to miss it when it's gone? But are you going to miss an Adrian Broner fight?
0: <laughs> I, yeah. Realistically, yeah. I'll oh. put it like this. If Adrian Broner is fighting and there is a big UFC card that day, yeah, Adrian Broner can kick rocks.
1: Yeah, definitely. But if there's not,
0: oh yeah, if there's like nothing on and it's on ESPN on a random Thursday, yeah, I'll watch it.
1: Yeah, we're we're talking Saturday night, not pay per view. Maybe Showtime. Um, UFC doesn't have much much going on. People are gonna watch the Adrian Adrian uh, Broner yeah. fight because he builds.
0: It. It, yeah, okay. I will give you that. They'll 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 watch again. They'll watch it. But I'm just saying, at this time, we've been fooled enough he's not a pay-per-view people. guy he's somebody whom um, I think I think Keith Thurman looks, looks for the worst for taking a fight like that and not only that I think he looks awful for calling him out it's not like if adrian broner called out keith thurman i'd be totally fine with it i would say adrian broner this is great get yourself back in the news you're out here stirring up and you're actually calling out somebody who can actually scrap i'd be all about it but the fact that he's at this the other way around yo he looks like he looks soft and he looks like again he's he's afraid of fighting the best of the best errol spence jr has been trying to fight this man for years and Uh, keith thurman has been
1: out for two years
0: and he was trying to fight him before.
1: But I mean, was Errol Spence really in a position to fight Keith Thurman prior to that? I mean, we wanted to see that Keith Thurman this versus Danny he... Garcia fight when it happened. We did. And then after that, he was he was out for two years, and that's when Errol Spence sort of had a meteoric rise.
0: At the end of the day, man, out of sight, out of mind. If you've been out, of, if you've been out of the game for two years, and now you only want to come back, and you want to, you know, and he doesn't have a story like a Tyson Fury. He doesn't have, like, oh, I got fat, and I I was depressed, He, he, and he I just came was, he back. He
1: was out and hurt and fell in love. It's really no story to t- tell he's there.
0: Dog, Yeah, like, we care about him. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody. Look, don't <laughs> nobody care that he fell in love, right? That's great for him. Kudos to you, but he's a fighter. And honestly, I've told you this before, and, I, and I've stated this on this show. I've never been a fan of Keith Thurman. I, I don't enjoy his style. I don't in I I, I think he's I, I think he is a very intelligent fight boxer. I think he has a great fight IQ, um, but I don't know if it's the lisp or the long hair. I can't figure it out. It's just the whole package. I'm not a fan of.
1: I was a fan of Keith, Keith Thurman. I'm not going to say I'm not a fan, but there's just more important guys in the in the division right now. Right. And if he's calling out Adrian Broner, which is an aspect I, I ignored, that's a great point that you make. Yeah, uh, call out, calling out Adrian Broner. That is
0: weak. On, uh, he's coming a, off wait, of a loss.
1: Wait for Why Adrian Broner to call, call you out because it wh- will happen.
0: Yeah, and it's a, that's my thing. Why would you call somebody out that just took a loss? That's that you seem so so, and again I think because of that and how I've already felt with him because again fighters for me I switch on them quickly if you're somebody if you start doing great things I give you all the respect in the world if you if you don't fight I don't see you I don't care about you it, it's pretty simple if he came out there and after this fight called out Errol Spence called out Terrence Crawford called out one of those guys he gets all the respect from me. I'd be the first one to stand up on my chair and say, Yo, that you take you take your first fight, you know, back. You did that the right way. I, I wouldn't ha- I didn't have an issue with him fighting Josecito Lopez. I didn't have an issue with that at all. That's what you do. And that's actually something that I wish MMA did more than anything. MMA doesn't do that. If you take two years off in MMA, they throw you back in there with the dogs. They don't care. They're like, do your thing. I wish they did it. Look at this weekend. Cain Velasquez is about to fight. Cain hasn't fought in two years. They're fighting. They're putting him right in there against one of the scariest guys in the heavyweight division in Francis Ngannou. Francis just fought for the title. Do you think they care? No. And again, that's why, in my opinion, in certain aspects, MMA surpasses boxing because they don't play around. They don't play patty cake. They're actually going out there to scrap. It's not politics. You're fighting. Oh, this is where you're ranked. Oh, this is who you are. This is who you're fighting. We don't play those games over there. And that's what just, again, this, I'm calling out the guy who just took an L, who's not even in the top 15 in my division. Dude, you're a scrub for that. No love whatsoever for any fighter or any anybody who does that. That's weak.
1: He's trying to stay re- relevant right now. He can say whatever he says, but, I, I mean, I want to see the fight get made. And if the fight does get made with Adrian Bronner, I it's... Like I said, I think it, it all depends on how it happens. If yes. you're going to be active and Adrian Broner is along the way to another fight this year against a higher level opponent, then I'm okay with that. But if you're going to try to take this Adrian Broner fight in Q4 and then just keep dragging this yep. out while trying to call yourself champion and top of the division, no, that's that's not it. That's not what we're going to do here.
0: I feel but you, it But
1: it'll, it'll be a payday.
0: It will Whatever. be. And speaking of paydays, and speaking of money… Oh. Floyd Money Mayweather is back in the news. He's not in the news for fighting Tenshin Nakasawa or or calling out MMA fighters. He's not in the news for fighting Manny Pacquiao. He's not even in the news for anything domestic related. Floyd Money Mayweather is in the news because he was seen shopping at Gucci. He went out there and for for the for those of us who do not know, over this last week, um, big time fashion house you can say Gucci, um, put out a product. They put out a. Uh, what is it? A mock turtleneck, a turtleneck that comes over the face. It's it's a it's a black it's a blackface sweater, black sweater with red lips on it, and you can put it all the way up. It's terrible. It's extremely racist. They pulled it off the shelves, but a lot of people have been boycotting Gucci because of their neglect. I can say for you know not even having somebody of POC in the room. You can say Floyd Mayweather was caught after this happened walking into Gucci. TMZ stopped him and they asked him Yo Why aren't you boycotting Gucci He pretty much Responded by saying Yo can't nobody tell me what to do I'm about to go shop At Gucci I'm not a follower I I do my own thing I like it whatever So he goes in there So I feel very strongly About this because for those Take voices. off, Serge. Take no, 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 off, I, no, Serge. I'm, I'm gonna let you go first. I, I I took the last one. I'm gonna let you go. But, okay. um, I'm, I'm Bebe, how, little... how do you feel about this, man? And and where does in your play? Like where where is money in your opinion right now?
1: I know this is uh you're you're passionate about this one. For me, I'm not as passionate because I just know who Floyd is, and I don't know him, know him, but we've known who he is over time. <laughs> so yes. I love Floyd in the ring. Um, I've always loved him in the ring. He's a brilliant boxer. Yes. But he's a proven asshole and a convicted (laughs) woman beater. Like, that's just who Floyd has always been. He is a Trump supporter. He says he's said on multiple occasions that they're good friends. (laughs) The fact that he wore Superman boots to Tank's fight does not help any of this. Oh, my God. Because he's out there looking ridiculous.
0: You know, he he looked just like somebody's auntie. He looked just like uh, Mary J. Blige. Look...
1: He's just never given two fucks about the black community. Floyd Mayweather was never the athlete out here supporting Black Lives Matter like uh, like he should be. But he's a retired fighter. We don't have shit to cancel. We don't have shit to boycott. In my opinion, Floyd Mayweather sees himself as self-made. He feeds off criticism, essentially. And he's built a career and an empire, we'll call it, off of that criticism, off of doing controversial things like this, because Floyd this week criticized for shopping at Gucci. Floyd, two months from now, signs a deal to fight Manny Pacquiao. The whole world is going to be watching. The whole world will be watching. So Floyd sees himself as as self-made, I believe, and he doesn't credit the Black community for everything, anything because he feels like he made himself and no one has ever given him, him anything. But he, we've never known Floyd to make PC decisions. So he, do, he doesn't make politically correct decisions. He just does what he wants, and he's fucking rich. That's just how it's always been with Floyd. So I don't know why everyone's acting so supply, uh, so surprised. I think coming out and saying that him and Trump are friends and that he don't see anything wrong with Trump, that's worse to me than shopping at Gucci. And that's been going on. That's that's happened already. Prior to his fight with Pacquiao, this this must have been a few years prior. He served that three months in jail for beating up one of his baby moms. So Floyd has a history of doing problematic shit. And still being Floyd. So just, we can't sit here and act surprised. Everybody wants to make a big deal of it now uh, and go up in uproar. Yeah, but I mean, Floyd Mayweather has done shit like this for a long time. Why are we acting surprised? So is it good for, is it bad for his image? I don't think it affects his image. Like, and we're in a 24 hour news cycle. Floyd does his shit today. We'll be talking about someone else tomorrow.
0: 100%. So, I mean, how, how my boy Jay say, I'm not black, I'm OJ. Okay It's kind of like that with Floyd I'm not black I'm Mayweather Okay You can feel that way And And I'm sure he does Mayweather Is doing Mayweather shit This is Floyd being Floyd Floyd doing Floyd I'm not gonna lie to you When I saw it him what he did didn't bother me as much as the way he did it the smugness of it the way he in my opinion the way it really felt like because let's be honest the we're in a very peculiar time in american history i think we could all agree on that it's politically and socially charged. I say it's, it seems like this tends to happen really hard about once every 20 years in our country about last time it was really cracking. Like this was the eighties. So it,
1: it, 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 it was never not cracking. We just seeing it a lot more now because of social, on social media. media and
0: things like that. You're right. Um, and you're right. This is something, a topic that I am very passionate about. Um, can,
1: can I, before before you go for it, I know you're about to go in. I don't think, and to provide some context context to the listeners, I don't think Floyd really knew what was going on. Uh, I do. With the, with the, I do. With the whole I'm, Gucci, not, I'm not. Gonna, controver- I'm giving that. I I think it was more like, hey, how do you feel about this Gucci controversy? He was like, what? Fuck you. I'm rich. I'm doing what I want. But yeah, I, but just, again, just to provide man, that context, I don't think he fully knew. Like, he's not the most conscious guy. But go ahead.
0: I'm not giving him that. He's an idiot He you ain't that dumb them. He you know, he knew exactly what he was doing Listen to his, his response I don't listen to nobody I'm, I don't follow anybody I don't care about nobody's but i think pretty sure he said something along the lines I don't care about no boycotts I'm do what I want to do I'm going to shop at Gucci Yo That was some of the most Dare I say Coonish behavior That I've seen from a professional athlete in a long time aside from Antonio Brown. Both of them and did some wild stuff. I mean, and again, you're, you're absolutely correct. What more should I expect from it? And I think my biggest thing is this. We knew who he was. This is nothing surprising. This is nothing new. My thing is this. Now that he is showing who he is consistently, We know exactly who he is. Why do we, why do people continue to support him? Why do we continue to watch his fights? Why do we continue to pay attention to what he does in social media and stuff like that? And I think that's the bigger issue with this. He's a fool. We've always known he's a fool. We don't, we always talk about how in a grant, you and I are boxing heads. I appreciate his style. I'm always I love watching him perform well I miss not seeing him perform is he must see TV for the general consensus the casual fans no so if he's not the casual fan and here's the thing the black community always goes out there and supports, but we, we do watch boxing. We are one of the biggest demographics that pay and actually spend money on boxing and especially watching of it. So that means when Floyd comes up out of those million dollar buy people, he the black and brown folks are the ones paying for it. Right. We have lined that man's pockets. Why do we continue doing so? He does not believe that he is one of us. He believes he's like you said I'm Mayweather I'm money I do this Forget dude man We need to stop giving this man I know I'm talking I was the one that brought up the topic But at the end of the day He's somebody in my opinion Yo bro you're dead to me to me, that was the final straw. I don't feel like dealing with this dude anymore. You're not even. You're fighting dudes who are twenty pounds less than you. In Japan, you can continue doing that, but you know what, man? You're not getting my money. And I think people need to sit there and actually look at themselves in the mirror. What is it that you what? What do you care about? You know what I'm saying? If somebody is a complete shithead and has never done anything for them for their community, because let's be honest, I don't give a damn about the turkeys that he gives out. You get a bunch of turkeys, you beat a couple women, is that supposed to be the trade-off? You sit here when our community needs it, and that's the thing. This is the time, more than any other time, right? that we're sitting there like, yo, we all need to stand up together. He's proven where he is. Stay your ass over there, then. I'm cool. Uh, I think there's
1: uh, an element of this that you're not acknowledging. And that's the fact that it's sports and sports are very different. Uh, Athletes are very different than other celebrities because let's say that a, you know, Mahershala Ali, you know, does a few problematic things. Okay, well, don't nobody got to watch uh, True Detective. We just boycott your shit. Uh, we act Dad, like Moonlight nah, never existed. I'm but, not but, wait, going wait, for wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. Listen, listen. We boycott your shit. We act like Moonlight never, never existed. We just, and nobody's gonna uh, pick you up in Hollywood because you're that controversial. In sports, it's very different, and that's this is really is yes, a good situation. We love the heel. Where, uh, when when any any attention is good attention, because. We cannot miss an opportunity to see their downfall. So even in MMA, you can't miss a Kobe Covington fight because we can't stand that motherfucker, but man, not we're not going to miss an opportunity to see that man get knocked out. So the more people hate Floyd, it's almost like the more you have to support Floyd because you can't miss an opportunity to see his
0: downfall. I don't know. So well, it, you know it, what? I don't... I'll put it like this. I don't care enough about Floyd to watch him win or lose.
1: So let's say he got in got in there with one of these dogs, Errol Spence, Terrence Crawford, a fight where you thought Floyd legitimately could get his ass beat at this age. Are, are you going to miss the opportunity to see Floyd get that's, beat up with the way you the feel thing, about that, him right that's, now? That's,
0: that's, that's not a fair assessment because at the end of the day, I'm a huge fan of Errol Spence and I don't miss his fights regardless mm-hmm. on his opponent. So again, if we're looking, let's be realistic. Let's say Floyd fights somebody on the same caliber as an Andre Berto. Again, no. Just like the first time it happened, I'm not watching it. That's fair. Like I don't care enough about Floyd to. I don't care if he wins or loses. I find out on SportsCenter like everybody else. And and that's the thing. And then and then the terms of athletes. And again, I know a long time ago Charles Barkley said, "I'm not an athlete or I'm not a role model, whatever." nowadays as divisive things have been in our communities we need athletes and people who are leaders in the community if you want to or not you need to speak your mind and you need to step up and be that leader I, i don't care like i look at that he has too many people who are looking at him too many eyeballs on him it's either say positive shit or just go somewhere I always do take,
1: and I'm not taking any leniency on Floyd Mayweather. He's just a dickhead, but I wasn't surprised about that. So that's why this doesn't move me at all. But I always do take some leniency on athletes because they don't have the same opportunities that we as normal people have had to grow. They don't have to take the nose and the lumps that we've taken coming up where we develop and we mature. They're on a fast track. They have a lot of people telling them yes. They have a lot of fast money coming in. They don't get the same opportunities to mature as we do. And so when we expect them to look and act like us and see and feel the same way that ways that we're feeling, they just don't have that in them because they never got – a, a real chance to develop like they should have. Now right. there are going to be there, there there's always going to be some standouts and you know people like LeBron, D D Wade, um even guys like Colin Kaepernick. They've done a great job. They they're obviously very mature figures and they're the people that we would love we, we love them uh, to be in the black community. But everybody's not going to look like that. No, everybody's it's not and I'm that not saying
0: everybody is but what I am saying is that what he did was trash, and no one's gonna disagree with you. You know what he did was trash, and he just continued proving who he was. And I think, and again, my biggest issue with the entire situation is why do we even care anymore? Forget this dude. We, he is who we thought he was. You know what I mean? But speaking about he is who we thought he was, I gotta move on because we spent way too much time on that goofball. <laughs> um, all right, we got a couple more for today, man. Um, just um, Madison Square Garden, your neck of the woods, June 1st, Anthony Joshua is making his U.S. debut and fighting against Jarrell Big Baby Miller. Um, A lot of people are excited about this fight. This isn't the opponent that a lot of people expected. This is not the opponent that a lot of people wanted. How do you feel about this matchup?
1: So this is the last time, just because we had this conversation earlier, I'm going to stay on the side of the fence that I was on. This is the last time I'm doing that because Jarrell Miller is from New York. He's a Brooklyn guy. And this is the first time he's really getting a spotlight aside from some of the ignorant shit he's done to try to get these fights, which has worked for him. Um, but I really, I just listened to uh, an interview with him on Chris Mannix's podcast with Sports Illustrated, Illustrated, which I told you I'm a huge fan of. He was on there um, pretty recently. after. listening to at, it. After after the fight was announced and he said a lot of great things. And I was like, damn, like how Dude. can you dislike this guy? Like he, he was just he was so likable. Um, everything he spoke about he had uh, legitimacy to it. So this is the last time I'm picking against him, but I am picking against him. I'm on the Anthony Joshua side of the fence. The man has three belts for a reason. He is battle-tested. He has a, a resume, and so you have to side with Anthony Joshua. If you look at Anthony Joshua's resume and compare it to Jarrell Miller's, if you want to fucking call it a resume, then, I mean, you you understand what we're looking at coming into the fight. Now, I love that it's at Madison Square Garden, the mecca of boxing. Uh, Anthony Joshua came there for that Canelo album. Alvarez fight and was completely, completely enamored, enamored, and that's what sort of drove this, I got to come to the US, I got to fight at MSG, because that environment apparently that night was bananas. I didn't, I was watching it in a, in a room with a bunch of people, so I didn't get the sound like I wanted it to, but apparently that environment was bananas, and it will be bananas again. <laughs> For the first relevant heavyweight match in so long at, from from MSG, that's going to be amazing. But I'm picking Anthony Joshua just too much. Jarrell Miller has to get inside to really do a lot of his work just due to his reach limitations. And Anthony, he's going to be right in the danger zone the entire fight. I'm picking Anthony Joshua for this one. Uh, like I said, it's the last time you're going to hear me publicly do this because after this, i'm going back to my new york guy uh my brooklyn guy and yeah so i mean but for the sake of this podcast i am picking anthony joshua and i have plenty plenty of reason to do so
0: you know what most people would pick anthony joshua that is the safe pick nobody would judge you for picking anthony joshua And that's exactly not what I'm gonna do. Forget Anthony Joshua, I am not a fan anthony joshua has so many holes in his game but everybody continues elevating him up to this this meteoric standard now is he skillful did he win a gold medal yes 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 did he beat an old and decrepit klitschko yes um did he beat a um a what's it called what's my man's name uh Dylan dylan white before dylan white actually gotten to found himself yes Was it timing thing? I don't know. What would happen if I fought again? Who knows? But this is what I will say. I'm going with the underdog. Off the bat, I'm gonna rock with the underdog for a number of reasons. Yes, he has not fought the same caliber boxers, but we also forget he is actually 22 and one in kickboxing and he's actually competed against some of the biggest and best and legends of that sport. People totally discount that because we're so enamored with just one form of Western boxing because he hasn't fought anybody. Dog, you're not listening. I'm saying that he has. And the fact that this man has over 40 career fights and the fact that he's actually competed against some of the best heavy hitters in the world. Not specifically in boxing, because I've even admitted, he doesn't have the greatest record, you know, in in terms of caliber opponents in boxing. But Miracle Krokop, who he has fought twice, is a legend in the game. And Miracle Krokop hits very hard. And Miracle Krokop caught him in the head with a left high kick, which is his biggest weapon. And Jarrell Miller did not budge. This guy can take a shot. This guy is athletic. He does not tire out. And he's huge. He is a volume. He is not a one-strike-knock-you-out kind of guy. He is going to have better footwork than anybody Joshua has ever been in there with. He is going to throw more volume at Joshua than anybody that Joshua has been in there with. And one thing that Anthony Joshua does that... Jarrell Miller can and will exploit is the fact that Anthony Joshua has zero head movement. If you deal with somebody and you have zero head movement, and somebody can actually fight you on angles, which Jarrell Miller does extremely well, he can find those cap- holes and catch him. And then, not to mention, he's fighting in his hometown. That doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Hey man, hey I have not cut you off One time in your soliloquies Shut your mouth You got the floor (laughs) You got the floor Hometown does matter Always matters, man Especially when you're hungry for it He's hungry He wants this I'm taking your New York badge, by the way, over here betting against Oof. a fellow New Yorker. How, how's says, a Chicago guy going to sit here and actually rep New York harder than the New York guy? What's up with you that?
1: You're going to have to I'm going with Jarrell
0: Miller because I'm riding with New York. That's why. I,
1: I told you this is my last time. <laughs> Go, and, and, I, and I picked very firmly earlier, earlier with you. And that podcast interview Really did something to me, but I'm staying with Anthony Joshua. I understand. For the the sake of this podcast, I'm
0: just messing Uh, with you.
1: You discount everything that Anthony Joshua has done. You discount the fact that Anthony Joshua does have that great eraser with the power he possesses in those uppercuts. You discount the fact that he holds a height and reach advantage, and Jerrell Miller will be in the danger zone all night long. Now, Maybe you say Anthony uh, Anthony Joshua has some stamina issues, and maybe that's true. Maybe we haven't seen Anthony Joshua. Or we haven't seen much of anybody. Uh, there's just, just not many volume punchers in the heavyweight division. Maybe you have Tyson Fury, if you want to call him a volume puncher. And then you have Jarrell Miller. But it's really not, not really. a common sight. And it's not like we're in a heavyweight golden era. We're just in the heavyweight debil- uh, division is just finally building itself back up. But Anthony Joshua is the cream of the crop. And let's not discount that. <laughs> Klitschko was not old and de- old and decrepit when he beat him. He was a little bit older, but he didn't underestimate Joshua. He looked amazing coming into that fight. He hurt Joshua after he himself was himself was hurt. And he fought a hard fight. Uh, a hard fought fight And I think he was right To retire after that fight But he wasn't old And decrepit Anthony Joshua He's, he's beat Pavekin He's beat White He has the name He has the this experience it, This is not coming Out of nowhere It's going to be A, a great opportunity to, For Miller To make a name For himself And what I say For it, it It doesn't matter That it's Miller's hometown It's still An Anthony Joshua Production So in terms of the judges If it's close We know where it's going That's what I meant In terms of having The the crowd behind you is still going to be more Anthony Joshua than I think you'd believe, because we do know we saw Ricky Hatton fight Floyd Mayweather in in Vegas. Those fans will travel and they will be at MSG because the U.S. shit barely New York knows who uh, Jerrell Miller is. If you're not a boxing fan, you really don't know who the fuck or you don't care who the fuck Anthony, uh, who who the hell Jerrell Miller is. No, Jarrell yeah, yeah. Miller is yeah. so his fans will travel and he'll have a little bit. I think he'll have more fans there than Jarrell Miller. I, I just think he has too much experience, too much power, and though he'll be the smaller guy that night, he's still a very large, imposing figure, and just Jarrell Miller has to stand in the danger zone for twelve
0: rounds. And I, I mean, okay, so this is what all, all jokes aside. For me, I I know i mean look he, he he's again you don't win a gold medal for no reason you're right he he's very skilled um but i think at the same token everyone can ke- continue saying jerome miller has no power
1: i didn't say that did i say that yeah probably probably yeah he, I, he just doesn't sit down in his punches
0: okay so again it's hard for me to say somebody who has a 23-0 and record with 21 knockouts has no power and doesn't sit down on their punches, right? I, I, I think people don't take that into account. I I think people are not also taking into account the sheer size of Drell Miller. Somebody that big, just leaning on him. And again, if you watch him fight, he does get on the inside. He has to. He doesn't have the longest arms. But he also somebody who has great head movement, good defense. He doesn't get hit very much, especially for a big heavyweight who doesn't get hit very much and who moves. Again, I truly believe that could be dangerous for somebody like Joshua. Now, obviously, we're looking at the at the money, right? If we're looking at the money. Yeah, of course, people are going to put their money with um, with Joshua. I get that completely. I'd understand it. But again, I think if you're go- you want to make money. I really believe Jerome Miller is going to rise to the occasion and you know again, again Joshua could prove me like, could prove me wrong, but I think this stylistically is a nightmare of a matchup because of the 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 style that um Miller brings to the table. If he was some other guy, I would probably favor Joshua over him. only other person right now that I would favor. Over uh, Joshua, who I, I Dylan Wyatt, I would uh, I would I would put my money on Dylan Wyatt also to beat Joshua. Wow! Come on now, I, I, I put my I, money I th- on. The, I, I, I just think- I, right now I, I was saying I, again, I'm talking about underdog picks. If I'm trying to make money, those would be like I would put money on those two guys as underdogs at this moment in time right now.
1: It's crazy how we look at Anthony Joshua compared to the fans over there. I listen to a podcast. I believe it's Costello and Bounce. Um, they have a good po- podcast. They're from the UK. And like their views on Anthony Joshua are just so much different. And I think it's easy for the media to build a story um, over here about Anthony Joshua and not taking the the water fight and those negotiations breaking down. But we're putting that on Joshua. That may be a little bit more on Eddie Hearn.
0: All, all of I, I've that always be- said it was Eddie Hearn.
1: All of that being said, now Wilder's tied up with someone who's put themselves back into the conversation for who's the best heavyweight, and we're all looking at Joshua like, okay, well, you had all these knockouts, then you went the distance a couple times, which is not terrible. He just went the distance, but he was never in danger of losing a fight. He still won these fights convincingly. Mm-hmm. And his last fight out, I believe was against Povetkin. He knocked a guy out. Maybe it wasn't his most impressive showing, but he still won via knockout. What was that like fifth round? Like it wasn't that late in a fight. No. So we're making Anthony Joshua out to be like wash or something. He's in his athletic prime. He's selling out these stadiums. And, and that really doesn't matter in terms of his boxing ability. But let's not forget what Andy, what Anthony Joshua has done. We're not having this conversation about Anthony Joshua for no reason he's accomplished a lot and he has that power and if Jarrell Miller wants to lean on him he's going to knock his fucking head off with one of those uppercuts we've seen you're
0: not you're 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 talking about a a legitimate professional fighter like he's a scrub no no not 100% are you're sitting there saying that this dude is. you pretty much said that Joshua can just walk through this dude oh absolutely not
1: I'm not saying that
0: I might,
1: exactly I might have said that a month ago. I might have said that a month ago. I'm saying for you, I think you're underestimating Joshua's abilities. I don't think he's just gonna walk through him. But if he chooses to lean on him, if that's gonna be his approach, approach, then Anthony Joshua will walk through him because he's going to uh, turn his head into a, a rock'em sock'em,
0: just like Klitschko. Cl- so again, you're you're not giving any prop. You're making it seem like if he goes in there and leans on him, he doesn't have good enough defense and good enough like he's not a skilled enough fighter. And that's what i'm saying he's a volume puncher volume punchers if they get on the inside you're not just gonna sit here and just get eaten with uppercuts
1: no one has a game plan to go on the inside and just lean on anthony joshua and wait to get hit with the uppercut
0: okay so this is what i'm saying because obviously you're you're not getting so if we're looking at this we're talking about the clinch game right yeah because if we're gonna if he's gonna fight somebody like that he would definitely in my opinion go in there with he try to work the clinch Drew Miller is better in the clinch than Anthony Joshua is because of his kickboxing experience, because that is where a lot of that game is takes place. So he's very strong in that position. Being that he's so strong in that position, he's great also at dirty boxing, which is having the clinch, holding the position, and then firing off his own uppercuts, his own hooks, and things like that, which is something that boxers don't tend to do. It is not something that is prevalent in boxing, but it's very prevalent in kickboxing and martial arts. So somebody that skillful, who has, again, fought against some of the best guys in the world, where that is their game... If he gets on the inside, and again, I'm talking about somebody who's taking a head kick. He's not going to get taken out by just some patty cake, like some some uppercuts. Again, that's what I'm saying. People aren't putting enough respect on what Jarrell Miller has actually done in his combat sports career.
1: Jarrell Miller, I still believe that if Jarrell Miller goes in there and leans on him, Anthony Joshua, he's not just landing this uppercut out of nowhere, he's creating opportunities to land this uppercut. And yes, Jarrell Miller can be good on the inside, and maybe later in the fight, it's a bit more of a good tactic to really tire him out and really put some pressure on him in those later rounds, but I don't think it's a good strategy to just go in there and lay on him. Any of the top heavyweights in the in the division right now, if they go in there and try to lean on Anthony Joshua, then he's going to find a way to land that that uppercut. That is his Sunday punch, and you so will be out of there. You,
0: so you think that Anthony Joshua is the best heavyweight in the world right now? I don't even know. Why I asked. You do. You have to. Because no. You think,
1: I, 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 so? I, I need time. I need time. No, That's
0: you so, don't. It's hard no, you don't. No, you don't. Who is the best heavyweight right now? Who is the best heavyweight in the world? Who do you think?
1: Yeah, Who are your top, you top
0: three? Who are your top one to three?
1: I, uh, <sighs> Ooh, one, one, to three. Three gets, three gets. I'd Who's say yeah, I'm gonna say AJ. Uh, I'll say Wilder, and then I'll say Fury.
0: Okay, are those in that, in that order? Yes. Okay. I,
1: I, and I have to say that order because I have to say that order because AJ still has a pretty impressive resume. He has the three belts. I'm not saying that you know I I would even pick him in a fight against Wilder if I, if they fight. I might probably give Wilder the nod, but with what he's accomplished, I think he still deserves to be ranked above those guys.
0: Okay. no, I I respect that. No, I can see that. Um, I got Wilder being my number one. Tyson Fury is my number two. And it's a toss up between Luis Ortiz and Anthony Joshua for me.
1: And I think Luis Ortiz, I mean, he needs some more names as well. He's getting he's getting old. I mean, but that's not his his
0: fault. No, nobody wants to fight him.
1: Actually, actually, he has a potential fight on the table for May, I believe, with Usyk, who's moving up to heavyweight. Um, I think he's p- picking between Ortiz and Pavetkin, which he'll probably pick for Pavetkin, which yeah. you should if you're Usyk. But a fight with him and Ortiz would be great. That would be interesting. One fight I would love to see is Usyk versus uh, – in there with Tyson Fury. Um, I think they both have a, a a volume punching type yeah. of style. They're obviously Usyk is an I, amazing, honestly, I, amazing I, boxer. I I, love
0: Usyk. I I really do. I, I, don't, I think I, if it was Tyson Fury and Usyk, I might choose Usyk right now.
1: But in the semifinals of that of of that tournament, I think it was the semifinals or the finals. But he had trouble with one of those guys, and that made me think: Does he have the chin to really make it work at the heavyweight division? Mm, because not. we we know we know who De, uh, Deontay Wilder is. He can get out box, but most of the time he just equalizer. has that great racer that won't that, yep. that won't
0: matter. matter. Um. So all right, really quick, really quick. We have like I said, we got to get out of here. We're we're already creeping up. We've been doing this for an hour and a half today. I I, I you know what I'm saying we, it, it's man,
1: a lot to break down.
0: So much, so much to break down, man. It's great, bro You know I always appreciate you here, man. Um, this weekend and i want to get the last thing i want to talk about really quick and um like i said because i I, I always want to get your mma predictions um this weekend bellator has a huge event this weekend and in my opinion this is the biggest event of the weekend um it is against
1: is this the biggest event in bellator history or just the biggest event of the weekend
0: just of the weekend okay yeah we have paul semtex daily versus michael venom page who do you have winning
1: I'm going MVP. Um, I think he's. I think they're both very explosive. However, I think MVP is going to be able to get under his skin. Paul Daly does have trouble controlling his emotions, which is why he's not fighting in the UFC today. Um, and I think that will play a factor in the fight. Whereas this is kind of the realm that MVP lives in. Um, I think he will knock. Uh, he's going to win by knockout. I'm picking MVP by KO. That's my prediction. For a while, I've wondered why this fight is in Connecticut and not the UK. And I think that's a question that everyone is asking. As I, as you're mentioning it, it just dawned on me that with Bellator trying to build a name for themselves, wh- what else is in Connecticut? Do you have any, any idea?
0: No, nah, what's in there?
1: ESPN, Bristol, Connecticut, and they've been, both of these guys, Paul Daly and MVP have been at ESPN all week doing a bunch of appearances and interviews, so they do get to build the Bellator name. I still think as, as, from a fan perspective, it would have been a much better environment in the UK, but I guess from a business move with strategy being considered, that's why it's in Connecticut.
0: But, MVP... I think it's buy, in Connecticut because doubt. they're at a, a what's it called, a Native American casino resort, and they don't test uh peds the same way but that's just me <laughs>
1: that, that's literally you speaking from experience i have yeah. <laughs> no background there <laughs> yeah
0: i think that's why they're there um th- that more than anything else and that's why they just came out with a big thing they're like we actually tested paul daly and Simda and all these other people um so yeah i think that's it's more than that than anything else um i got i got paul daly and, um, and, and and this is a pick'em fight for me and most people honestly but um, people again I don't think take into account how good Paul Daly is only people that Paul Daly has ever lost to in his career are elite grapplers um, Paul Daly is one of those guys that he talks trash and get into it I don't see he, he's never emotional overly emotional when he fights and when he did I, again that was early in his career he hasn't done that of recently, and one thing that he does far better than Michael Venom Page is, is that he is better in transitions. He He's great in the fire, and I have not seen um, Page fight anybody of that. And also, the biggest thing, Paul Daly, for the last 10 years, has fought the best in the world. Michael Venom Page has never fought anybody close. To, to that um, I see it's gonna be a scramble it's gonna be a transition and he's gonna get caught with one of those big bombs and he's gonna get put
1: out i.e. you're thinking uh, like Daniel Cormier exactly did a A. yep
0: yep he's okay. gonna get caught in a transition it, it's um, uh, Michael Vennon Page doesn't do a great job of he, he he gets himself a lot of times he'll do his sprint and he'll cover too much ground so he's in, ends up being like chest to chest with the guy um Paul Daly does an incredible job. If you go back and look at his fight, and I know we got to go real quick for this thing cuts out on me. <laughs> um, if you look at him with the runs are Larkin, Larkin is a, another, an extremely long skilled, um, striker. Um, he was able to go out there and with a blink of an eye, throw a, one of those huge left hooks and he knocked him completely dead. Um, all it takes, he has that Deontay Wilder type of power. Um, The only way you get knocked out by Michael Venom Page, you have to run into one of his shots. He puts it out there for you to run into. That's his style of martial arts. If you're looking at somebody like a Paul Daly, he comes and actually gets you. And again, he is a very skilled, methodical striker. Um, This is going to be the biggest test for Michael Venom Page. Um, And he is far, the, the skill levels are so drastic from what he's ever had to face in his career. And I don't know if he'll be ready.
1: I don't know if this is quite quite a, a pick'em fight. I think I'm in the minority picking MVP. I saw a lot of the pros were picking Paul Daley, uh, but I'm I'm sticking with M- MVP yeah. on this one. Um, obviously, it's a good I pick.
0: I, it's I'm a good bringing,
1: pick. I, I'm not. I mean, like you said, it's a pick'em fight, so it's not like I'm gonna have a bad pick. I'm not bringing as much knowledge and background, so I'm gonna get smoked in these fucking debates. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna pick MVP. No, that's um, a good
0: one, bro. No, it's a good pick, man. MVP is the man, um, and it can go either way, man. But look, we'll be be back right here same time same place next week my dude you have anything to say to close out oh absolutely actually
1: you know what shout out to drink house uh, i know i know you mentioned you haven't heard of it you're a chicago guy but a couple of the bros they run that restaurant chance the rapper had a day party there on sunday which was dope who who, who do you guys have running for mayor a young lady yep black woman what's her name
0: i can't think of her right now okay well that's terrible but uh we'll,
1: we'll get we'll get uh, I, it's, it's terrible i can't think of her name because i definitely want to shout her out as well but shout out to drink house if you're in chicago make sure you go support um yeah uh that's
0: about all for me that's what's up man well bro we'll see you next time man i appreciate it and uh yo yeah mma now man bro you looking good man The mma side man i like it
1: hey man i'm doing my research i i will not <laughs> continue to get smoked in these debates Tell telling you i'm coming with fire at one of these tops
0: uh, man, you, and we got day, uh,
1: we got john jones coming up pretty soon when
0: uh beginning of next month
1: yeah john jones and tyron woodley yep that'll be that'll be fun
0: it'll be dope man live right,
1: brother we're right man all
0: right next week yes sir all right peace out all right welcome back welcome back this is the Fire Podcast, and I'm your host, Serge Vicente. Ah, uh, yo, big thanks to Brandon for coming back on the show, man. It's always fun we get together. I told you guys it got a little heated in there, man, but you know it's all in good fun. Um, I love love that we have an opportunity to do this, and uh, yo, this is the Fire Podcast. This is episode eighty. And we will still be back. We're going to still have our fight news episode for all of our MMA news, as well as breaking down all the fights. We have Friday night fights. We have Saturday fights. And we have Sunday, the return of Cain Velasquez. So, um, yo, with that being said... This is Serge Vicente. Thank you guys again for joining me on episode 80 of the Fight Podcast. And we will be back soon. The Fight Podcast is brought to you each week by Sage Eats. Sage Eats offers healthy meal prep and fitness mentoring. Sign up for Sage Eats at SageEatsChicago.com. Apply promo code FIGHT for 15% off your first three months. Follow The Fire Podcast on all social media platforms at The Fight Podcast. And follow me at Serge Vicente. Follow your boy. Um, support the show. Check us out on the website, thefightpodcast.com. Uh, thank you guys once again for listening. Look, look, we have a lot of stuff coming up, um, a lot of new uh, content we're working on. And uh, so pay attention to our social media pages. We will keep you guys posted on everything that's going on there. And yo... We'll see you here next time, right here on the Fight Podcast. Peace out.